going on around there. Um, so I support Man United. I've been, well, I'm a 90s boy, so it was all about Ryan Giggs for me, to be fair. So that's the main reason behind that. Yeah. And FPL, quite a while. Probably, I'd say, over 10 years. I've not particularly <laughs> taken it seriously a lot of that time. Just a lot of messing about with my friends. But 10 years? I, I can remember play. I can remember playing this in, in secondary school. That kind of gives away my age slightly. But. Well, we're probably not too far away, then, mate. To be honest, if we're talking ten years of secondary school, um, no, nah, yeah, uh, um, nah, that's pretty um, cool. It's a good. Innings. I think this year I'm just trying to take it a bit more serious because I've got. Um, obviously, I'm in your league, a few other leagues, and yeah. at work we've got um, a league as well where we've got mon- like monthly prizes as well. Okay, sweet. And uh, taking it seriously seems to have worked pretty well for you so far, because up until this week, um, <laughs> you were top of the league as well. So uh, it definitely yeah, don't look serious... at this week. Just don't look at that. <laughs> all right, fine. We'll forget about this week. I'm down for forgetting about this week as well. If we all want to yeah. write off this week, that would be, uh, be fine. Um, and Will, if you could compare yourself to any manager in real life, who would it be and why? So I'm going with a Burnley female with Sean Dyche, just because yeah, I feel like I can, I can overachieve with a... Like not the best lot of players, so I can pull one out of the bag once in a while and always keep us in the league. Okay, interesting. I like it. Um, and then Tom, on to you, mate. Then why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Which team do you support? How long have you played FPL for? Um, Hello, I'm Tom. I'm from London. I support Charlton Athletic, who are currently in League One. Um, you, Charlton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've played FPL for. I'll say three or four years. I take it very seriously, my friends, because we put money in five year, like five pound every couple of years, like five pound each, and then whoever wins gets all the money. Nice. Um, actually, I did awfully. When I say that, very bad. Came last. Okay. And uh, um, you're obviously looking to uh, to rectify that this year, then, mate. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, you're a big Charlton fan then? Do you get get up the valley much? I do, actually. Uh, I go with my my granddad every couple of weeks. Nice, nice. It's uh, always uh, always good to get in in amongst your local team, and if you're getting up there with your family as well, that's always uh, always a good touch. Um, Same question to you then, mate. If you could uh, compare yourself to any manager in real life, who would it be and why? I've gone with the Wolves manager, Nuno Espirito. Interesting. Okay, go on. Because I like three at the back and wing backs. I love it. I because I'm a wing back myself. Okay. I love getting up the pitch and tracking back. Fine. Okay. So you're going Nuno for the five for the three slash five at the back. Flexible wing backs option. I like that. No one amazingly, no one has said the same manager so far um who's come on and, and been asked about that and we've had some pretty high profile names in there so fair play to both of you on that um will where can we find you outside of the podcast mate yeah so well you've probably seen me on twitch before twitch and on twitch is wilbur underscore games and then i'm also on twitter which is us games underscore wilbur okay and uh tom what about you mate where can we find you you can find me on Twitch at TomGreenIn7 and on Twitter, TomGreenIn5. Perfect. Okay. Um, right, let's move on to uh, the real world. Well, it seems like a bit of a fantasy world this weekend. 
um, with uh, some of the football <laughs> situations we found ourselves in. And I don't think there's any other place we can possibly start, fellas, than uh, a certain rule regarding handball. Um, it's absolutely dominated a lot of the Premier League action this weekend, which is a shame because there's been some high-quality football as well. But uh, we're coming out of another weekend of Premier League football with handball and refereeing decisions at the centre. Um, Will, I don't know if you managed to catch any of the games that had any controversial handball decisions in them. What, what have you made of some of the uh, some of the stuff that's happened over the course of the weekend? Yeah, so I've seen... Well, the main ones I think it's coming across as badly is on the Everton and, and the Spurs game. Um, yeah. Because this kind of... The defenders can't particularly do a lot about it and then they just get penalised for it. And which I don't particularly think is that fair because then it's given the defender nothing. They've got no flexibility. They can't literally they have to cut their arms off, won't you, to them in yeah. defend at the minute. Yeah, um, so I, I haven't got the official rule in front of me, but I, I understand there's been a bit of a change from last year in yeah. terms of, you know, it, well, almost now it just seems if you, if you if the ball strikes your arm in the box, you're in the mud. Um, I seem to remember a pretty pretty big game at Anfield last year where Man City were playing Liverpool and there was a, there was a moment in the start of that game where City were attacking down the right, went to swing the ball across, ball struck Trent on the arm, Liverpool went up the other end, put the ball in the net and the referee didn't blow for handball. And I think that's the main difference um, that you can see in that situation last year and this season in that those situations are quite clearly being given as a handball every time um, and they're really tending to lean towards favouring the attackers. Um, Tom, did you catch the, the handball in the Spurs game this afternoon at all? One today against Newcastle, yeah. I did, yes. Yeah, any thoughts on that one? I'll tell you what, I think it's absolutely ridiculous yeah. how someone can part, they can literally kick the ball purposely at your hand and it'll be a penalty. Well, that's what I was Just... thinking earlier today. It becomes a, a really good avenue for attackers to exploit defenders if all they've got to do is kick the ball against your hand. Um, yeah. I mean, it seems a bit outrageous, doesn't it? It's just, I can't, I'm lost with words of it. It's just unbelievable. I think I think that's the general general feeling as well. It's, it is, from my point of view, leaning towards killing the game a little bit. Um, it's been an electric start to the season, but there's been a lot of a lot of games that have had moments decided by these these decisions so far. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I think it favours the attack a bit too much as well because um, like it's always defenders that get penalised. But then if I use the Chelsea game for an example, I think mm. Havertz probably handballed it on their third goal. But I feel if it was the other way around, it would have been given, which yeah. is a bit odd. Yeah, I mean, it is a strange one. Um, I think last year they tended to wait a little bit too far in, in favour of supporting the defender. And then this year, it's almost like the pendulum has completely swung the other way and now they're yeah, in favour of the, the attacker. When it seems like we're just crying out for a bit of common sense um, in terms of reaction times predominantly. Like how on earth um, Joel Ward yesterday is, is supposed to get out the way of uh, of the header in the Everton game. I have no idea. And if you haven't seen the one today um, from the Newcastle Spurs game, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Um, I must say, I'm not a qualified referee and I haven't got full appreciation of, of, of the laws of the game. Um, so it might be that these decisions are all 
Although, as per the new law, it, it just seems from your average, your average football fan who's got a high interest in football in general, it feels like the execution of these decisions are just very inconsistent and quite sloppy. So, um, overall. Uh, Tom, what do you think about? I had, I had a good friend of mine uh, suggest that maybe referees sh could be called into like press conferences after games, trying to get them to explain their decisions. Is that something that you'd be interested to uh, interested to see in the future, or something that you think might benefit the game? Yes, I would. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I think I think it's ridiculous. The rule. Mm. I need to find a way. Make it fair for like if if the defender moves his arm out, then fair enough. But if it if the ball has hit the defender, and he like he can't do anything about it. It's just yeah. Uh, what about you, uh, Will? What do you think about that? Any any thoughts on potentially referees coming out being made to try and explain their decisions? Or and, uh, I think I'm the other way to be fair because that's kind of throwing the referee into the spotlight, and I don't think it's <laughs> yeah. their fault. It's the rules that they're following. They're following the rules correctly, I think, yeah. like from what it's saying. And you're kind of just picking on that one referee when it's not their fault. Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, as we said, one of those incidents happened in a game yesterday involving Everton and Crystal Palace, uh, both of whom went into the game with 100% records at the start of the season. We know we're only a couple of games in, but uh, Everton went on to win the game and as much as it pains me to say as a Liverpool fan, Everton looking pretty good uh, at the start of this season, don't you think, Will? Yeah, they're looking, I'd say, second best team behind your team at the minute. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see when we get know, to man. a bit I think they might even be looking a bit tidier <laughs> than we are at the moment. It's, it, is, it is a little bit concerning. There's only so many times you can say, oh, well, it's only Spurs or it's only... Um, Palace, or so then it's not, it's only in Everton are just playing really well at the moment. Uh, Tom, anyone from Everton impressed you at the start of the season in particular? James Rodriguez, he's absolutely world class, in my opinion. He's probably one of the he's probably in the top, one of the best centre attacking midfielders in the Premier League right now, in my opinion. Yeah, he's uh, he's quality. Yeah, I think the thing that sticks out for me about him is I'll never forget the goal he scored in the in the World Cup that left Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, from that point on, and then he gets his big money moved to Real Madrid, and you think from that point this this guy's got something about him. But what a signing for Everton to pick up someone like him. And uh, Will, what do you think of uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin? He's, he can't really uh, put a foot wrong at the moment, can he? Yeah. Well, I don't particularly like him because he's not on my fantasy team. So at the minute, yeah. it's not going great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's Ancelotti's getting the best out of him into. He's playing like that in Zaggy role, yeah. and the first touch finishing is really. He's been told to focus on staying in the box rather than going down the wing and collecting the ball, which is really working for him at the minute. Yeah, I think the thing that surprises me most about Everton, and again, this is a painful conversation to have to praise Everton on the pod, but we will do it. Um, the the balance in their midfield just seems to be set up so well in that four-two-three-one with uh, with Alan and Decoré as the two CDMs. That, that appears to be a smart piece of business to pick those boys up, and then just Everton looking. Unfortunately, like the real deal at the moment. Um, that's that's what I would say about them. Uh, and then another game yesterday saw West Bromwich Albion three up against Chelsea, and then uh, Chelsea managing to turn it round. Um, a bit of a topsy turvy game that one. I don't know if either of you managed to catch it, but the the big uh, talking point before the game was Chelsea dropping Kepper. 
Um, another mistake last week against Liverpool from Kepa. Um, we, we did kind of cover it on the pod, but Chelsea bringing in a new goalkeeper this week to try and cover that uh, that issue. What, what do you make of Chelsea at the back, Tom? First half, I'll tell you what, awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah. Thiago Silva, mistake. Yeah. I thought he, he should have done so much better there. Second half changed, completely changed. Frank Lampard something in that cha- said something in that changing room which made them believe and fight back. And in the second half, I'm going to say they deserve that point. Because wouldn't you say, I, I would actually tend to agree with you on that point there. I think Chelsea, to be fair to Chelsea, based on their second half performance, I think they did deserve a point. Um, but would, it, it's, it's strange, Will, I find that Chelsea looked so <laughs> sharp and nippy going forward and just so vulnerable at the back and and last season you looked at that Chelsea team and you thought a lot of the a lot of their problems are at the back they, they had some decent creativity going forward um we probably would have sat there and said you know a lot of the problems of this team are, are at the back um they go out they sign Ben Chilwell who's injured um Thiago Silva and now they've got a new goalkeeper in but would you not have thought they maybe needed to do more at the back to, to sort the sort the defense out yeah, definitely. When I saw them spending all this money, I'm like, they've still not highlighted the one area I think they need as a centre back. Mm. Like Thiago Silva is like a one year, maybe two year kind of fix until yeah. you get that in. But they've not really bought that top centre back who's gonna take them. Like you need to spend big on like a Van Dijk, like you did. Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of teams at the minute are struggling with centre backs. You've even seen it with City, obviously United as well. There's yeah. not great deal of centre-backs out there to go and buy um, to make you better so everyone's struggling and that might be why we're seeing so many goals at the minute as well It is interesting, I think people are having to start to think outside the box a little bit with regards to centre-backs um, because you know we've seen a lot of big money moves for centre-halves um, obviously Virgil van Dijk went to Liverpool a few years ago, £75 million Nathan Ake has gone to City um, Laporte went to City uh, there's big uh, there's big money being put in centre halves because of the general lack of supply of of top top tier centre backs that are available. Um, I think that's something that Chelsea have suffered with a little bit. There's a lot of there's a lot of these wide wide attackers, cams, whatever you want to call them, defensive forwards knocking about these days um, when there probably was uh, an overstock of defenders before when no one really needed them, but. Certainly tricky to pick up a quality centre-half, as is proven by uh, an interesting result today. I feel we need to touch on it. Um, obviously, an interesting result from my point of view, but City handed it to themselves in their own backyard by the Foxes. Uh, Tom, Leicester, 5-2 winners at City. What do you make of that? Uh, Leicester, just, I think Leicester are one of the best teams in the, the league again. Like, when, when they won that league, they've, something, they've changed. They've changed since then. And then last evening, I thought they got unlucky not to get Champions League. Yeah. But that 5-2 win against City, that, that's definitely boosted their confidence for the rest of the season now. And away, it just makes it even more special. Yeah. Uh, Will, what do you reckon? Do you, do you think it's uh, it's incredible Leicester? Do you think it's poor City or a mix of the both? I just think it's embarrassing for Man City, isn't it, really? I feel like you know how Leicester are going to play and you just don't sit deep against the Vardy like, I understand they're going to have a lot of the ball but you know how Leicester are going to play by now mm. um, which is probably controversial but um, I feel as well with all 
the COVID situation, it's not helping the players. As you can see from City, they had so many people out injured. Yeah. And I feel like this season could be another outlier, kind of how we had with Leicester when they won the league. That any like you could have someone like an Everton or a Leicester actually title challenge again because I think it might depend on how many games you have as well because well before the game in a minute I thought Wolves might have a good run at it because they've not got any Europe and yeah. they're out of the cup already yeah. but yeah. Uh, looking at them tonight so far they might have ruined that prediction already well yeah as we speak they're currently 2-0 down against West Ham um, so really are not many results that can be easily predicted uh, in, in the league at the moment um, all in all, an interesting game tomorrow night. We'll finish up with a real-world chat. Tomorrow evening, uh, Liverpool play Arsenal at Anfield. And a big opportunity for one of those two sides to join uh, Everton on nine points at the top of the league. I think Leicester also on nine points now. Um, but, uh, yeah, big opportunity for Liverpool or Arsenal tomorrow evening. Which way do you see that one going, Tom? Liverpool at home... They've got a very good record. I, I think it's going to be a Liverpool 3-1 win for me. The quality in that side. Unbelievable. It's interesting, yeah. It's going to be close, I think. There's, there's some rumours that Alisson might miss the game. Um, if that happens, then it might not be quite as straightforward. It is quality. So, um, Will, any thoughts on tomorrow evening? Yeah, I think, it'll just be quite, I think it'll be quite comfortable for your lot, but not too comfortable as it has been previously against Arsenal maybe like a 2-0 win kind of thing for you yeah okay alright well that's interesting there right, we're going to move on to uh, a bit of fantasy Premier League fellas a uh, bit of fantasy Premier League and we're going to talk this game week unfortunately um, because if we'd have picked either of the other two game weeks we'd have been I'd have yeah. been happy to talk about it as it stands <laughs> this week. as it stands I have had a mare I have had an absolute mare uh, Same, Alex yeah. McCarthy in goal with six points, he's my top scoring player, and uh, he's he is by, by some <laughs> by some distance. Um, I'm on 17 points as we sit here at the moment, with three players to play: Trent, Salah, and Mitrovic, uh, who has Aston Villa at home, which overall has painted a grim picture in the uh, in the Sambo Premier League this week. There were some interesting stats provided by our stat man Charlie Marshall. How did you guys get on? Will I see? Before today, you're currently sat still in third place in the league, um, falling off the, off the top of the pile. Um, how did you get on this week? Terrible. I'm pretty sure it's exactly the same as yours. I think okay. all my players have got two points except for a cane assist, and that's like the only thing who, I've had. And who, I've did, only got... uh, who did you give the armband to? I mean, Timo Werner. Yeah, well, which... <laughs> and and now he's like playing out wide, so it's just ruining their chances even more. Yeah, and uh, Tom, what about you? Your FPL, how did you get on this week? I've done very well. Done very well. Interesting. Okay, go on. Danny Ings scored. We had got some points. And Jamie Vardy, captain. No. No way. Oh wow! This is twenty-eight points. That is uh... back in the game. I'm looking at Tom Walker. At least try and find your team in the league here. 40th. Uh, you are 40th at the moment. You will not be 40th yeah. after this week. I can tell you that. Yeah, no way. Um, I've still got loads of players to play. I've got Gomez, Tierney, Van Dyke, Grealish, Aubameyang. <laughs> he has as well. He's got a few blinders. <laughs> All right, fine. So that's looking like a promising week for you, for sure. Um, Jamie Vardy, captain against City. That's some minerals, that is. Fair play. 
fair play on that one. So the uh, the, the Sambo Premier League at the moment uh, sees Iceberg Lettuce. Greg, our guest last week, back to the top of the pile. Uh, Nikolai Barber with them Babo Foot Babies is uh, in uh, in second place. Will's in third. I have dropped to fourth. One point ahead of Killian Fennell, who's still hanging around there in the top five. And tapping on the door of the top five is uh, Paul Clark, Cameron Henderson, Adam Hughes and Rob Hillsden. Uh, Guy Metcalf just rounding out the top ten there. Pritchard unsurprisingly moving backwards week on week. Uh, struggling to pick up many points there, but uh, overall it's been it's been it's not too bad. We're at game week three, we're fourth in the league. Um, you know, Will's Will's doing well as well. Tom's going to be right up there in contention as well. It's, it's starting to hot up a little bit here. Um, any plans for any transfers next week, Tom? Mm, I think I am going to probably take out Saint Maximum. Yeah. Because he hasn't been doing too well this season. Possibly a Dharma as well. Okay. Uh, any any idea who you're going to bring in? I'm going to try and bring in Fernandez. Okay. Or Rashford. Okay, so you might need to do a little bit more jiggling around to get some money, unless you've got some in the bank there. But you have got two yeah. free transfers as well, so that's, that's, that's good. Um, Will, transfer plans for next week, mate? I think it's got to be Werner. I think that West Brom game was his last chance. Yeah. So I just feel like and it gives me a lot of money to spend on a new striker. Yeah, I definitely think now it looks like there's some value appearing at cheaper than Werner, you know. Um, yeah. Whether that's Dominic Calvert-Lewin or Richarlison or, um, you know, there's now, even with... Uh, I heard a lot of talk today about Rian Brewster maybe going off to Palace. There's some options there to bring in maybe a cheaper cheaper forward yeah, as well. Yeah, around like six million as well. Isn't yeah. quite a lot of decent value. Yeah, yeah, there is definitely. So, Werner out, cheap body appears to be potentially the strategic move to make. Um, certainly for me as well. I, I, that's my plan at the moment. Um, any plans for any triple captains next week, boys, or any bench boosts or anything like that? Or are we just going to keep ticking over with that? Have either of you played your wild card yet? I haven't played anything yet. I actually played my wild card this week and it's made my whole team worse, so oh, now no. it's kind of not even worked, has it? Disaster. <laughs> um, I was going hearing... for the bold move to stay on top and it backfired. Oh, mate. Never, never, uh, never change a broken, never try and fix a broken record, is it? I can't remember. I've butchered that. I've butchered that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's the one. <laughs> butchered that one. Um, right. Uh, interesting stats from our stat man, Charlie. Uh, so far, oh, this game week, eight uh, eight players in the Sambo Premier League used their wild card. Two of those players were in the top ten, including league leader Wilbur. Uh, two free hits were played. I'm not really sure who played that, but uh, two people in the league played their free hits. Uh, the top 10 captain picks uh, were, yeah, uh, top 10 captain picks were Werner, four, uh, four captains uh, from the players in the top 10. KDB was captain twice, and then the armband was given to Salah, DCL, uh, Kane, and Richarlison by one of the respective top 10 remaining. Uh, and then in terms of points taken, I, I think some people are forgetting how to play the wild card here. Um, because Alex Turner, special shout out to Alex Turner and extended sympathies to him, making seven transfers for a 24 points hit with no wildcard played. 
Um, four of the top ten took a ten-point hit as well. So interesting, uh, interesting there that, um, that those stats have been brought to us by, by Charlie, who's going to be hopefully back on from next week, providing that kind of uh, the, the magic numbers for us. I personally think I'm not too far away from wildcard week. I've pinpointed game week six as my wildcard week. I'm hoping, hoping I can drag it out next week. Maybe if we can get Calvert-Lewin in instead of uh, instead of Werner and then maybe free up some money for a Mares or someone. I'm definitely keeping the faith with Kevin De Bruyne. I still think there's merit in the defenders that we've got. My team for next week, as it stands has a couple of issues. Son obviously played today and picked up a hammy. 25% chance of Son playing next week according to the FPL guide. So that's a bit of a concern. Um, Alan Saint-Maximin, uh, obviously as uh, as Tom said there, might need to get him out. Only 75% chance of him playing. Um, and then yeah, we're going to go McCarthy, Trent, Justin Sice, Wan-Bissaka now because uh, Son is, is unavailable. Salah, Traore, De Bruyne, St. Max, and then Mitrovic and whoever we bring in for Werner. We're going to need some points, boys, next week. We're going to need some points to get back up towards the top of the Definitely. league, for sure. Uh, for sure. Right, let's uh, let's have a bit of fun. Time for uh, time for you guys to win the opportunity to uh, win yourself. Well, actually, this, this, uh, this section is where you can win things for the chat. So you've got the opportunity to win, uh, win gifted subscriptions for the chat here, boys. We're going to play uh, bigger or smaller. The game, uh, well known from the BBC Six Hundred Six uh, Fancy Premier League podcast, um, taken and uh, put into into our podcast as well. Uh, I asked the boys before the podcast what their heights were. They were very generous in sharing those, and uh, we've managed to get this game together for you now. So we've got uh, Tom and Will. Who wants to go first? Mind. Right. I mean, you can go Tom Smallers first. Right. <laughs> right, Tom, you are 5'8", is that correct? That's, that's correct. Okay, good. And then Will's, uh, Will's in my league, he's a welcome to the Giant Club. But um, Tom, uh, Tom your, three, your three sporting personalities, I was going to say footballers then, because in previous weeks it has been footballers. But this uh, this time around, it's just sporting personalities because we're running out of footballers from the database that I'm getting people's heights from. So I need to try and be a bit conservative with those. So Tom, you have got a golfer and two footballers in your golfer. Room. A golfer, it's well known. Don't worry, it's well known. Don't worry, don't worry. Calm down. Okay. okay. In uh, in your in your rank. So we'll start with you, and I need you to give me a, a convincing. I am bigger than hit the name or I am smaller than and hit the name all right that's the uh, that's the objective here if you get three out of three then uh, you will win a gifted sub for the chat all right that's the deal okay. right okay. no pressure then first okay. up on your list is uh, Michael Owen former England Liverpool Manchester United striker Michael Owen Real Madrid Newcastle in there as well uh, do you think you're bigger or smaller than Michael Owen mate um, I think I'm bigger than Michael Owen. I think you're bigger than Michael Owen, yeah? Okay, congratulations. One out of one. 
Five seven, I remember. Here's five seven. Here's five seven. Another one we're going to test your memory as whether you can remember from FIFA. Is uh, another icon actually, uh, Pele. Uh, I need to know if you are bigger or smaller than Pele. Mm, I am bigger than Pele. Bigger than Pele. Yeah. Yes, you are bigger than Pele. Well done. <laughs> two out of two. Right, Tom needs this one to win a gifted sub for the uh, for the followers of the pod this evening, uh, and we're moving back over into a different sport now, uh, into the golfing world, and well-known uh, golfer Rory McIlroy. I would like to think you've heard of Rory. Um, I need to know if you think you're bigger or smaller than Rory McIlroy. I think I'm smaller. And Rory McIlroy. I think you're smaller than McIlroy. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations. I get him all right. Well done. Three for three there, mate. Well done. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, yeah, well done there, mate. It's a gifted sub for the chat. Heading, uh, heading the chat's way after we finish the pod. Well done. Congratulations. Can I get it? My sub's run out. Say again, mate. My sub's run out. Your so sub's run out. Oh, there we go. There we go. Thank you. Make sure you know we're going in there. <laughs> um, right, Will. Moving on to you then for the opportunity for a second gifted for the chat. Uh, no pressure. I believe you're six foot four, my man. Yes. Yeah, so. door frames sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's my my life as well, mate. So now I can uh, can appreciate that one. I can appreciate that one, right? Um, Unfortunately, Will, you've drawn the short straw here. You have no footballers in your uh, in your category. Oh, <laughs> joyful. You have a you have a boxer, a swimmer, and a basketball player. So you know it's not, it's not impossible. I'm it's in not, the mud already. Yeah, it's not impossible. Well, you got you got to flip a coin on each guess. So you can't be too yeah. far away with each guess. You're either going to be right or wrong. So let's uh, let's start with. Um, Number one, and we're going for well-known basketball pro LeBron James. Uh, do you think you are bigger or smaller than LeBron James? <sighs> I'm, I'm using the logic. Basketball players have to be really tall, um, so I'm going to say I'm smaller than him. That is correct. Well done. On the ball, uh, on the board, LeBron James in coming in at six foot seven. So uh, you, you've got a point on the board there. That is tall, isn't it? That is, jeez. Um, and that's, I think that's that's short for some of the players in the uh, in the American basketball, basketball yeah. leagues. Um, but yeah, all right then. No worries. We're moving on. Moving on to uh, arguably, probably renowned as the most famous boxer of all time, uh, Muhammad Ali. Are you bigger or smaller than Muhammad Ali? <laughs> This is going to have to be a guess. Um, it's going to have to be a guess. I can't believe... I can't see him being 6'5". I don't know why. In my head, he's not 6'5", so I'm just going to have to say I'm to I'm taller than him. You think you're, you think you're bigger than Muhammad Ali? Yeah. yeah. That is correct yeah, as well. Well done. That well was done. a total fluke, that one. Well done. Well, it's good logic, to be fair. I think in all of the pictures I've seen, you know, I've seen some footage of Muhammad Ali boxing, but... I don't think I could remember him being 6'5", and uh, good logic applied there. The last one here, a slightly tough one, I'm not going to lie, this is a tough one. Um, we're talking Olympic swimmer 
Uh, I think he holds the I think he holds the record for the most gold medals of any individual athlete. I believe I think that's right. Uh, Michael Phelps, uh, American swimmer. Yeah. Bigger or smaller? I feel like swimmers have to be quite short to be <laughs> pretty fast. So I'm going to have to say I'm bigger than him. Congratulations, mate. Clean sweep. Clean sweep for both podcast guests. Sam I'm not sure getting his wallet out. <laughs> well done, boys. That was, a, that was a good effort there from the both of you. Congratulations. Uh, two gifted right. subs heading the way of the chat, courtesy of your podcast guests this evening, boys. So uh, well done on that. And uh, moving swiftly on from that, uh, that disaster, my end, I'm going to have to try and get some predictions out of you now for next week. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to the final part of the pod tonight then. So how this is going to work is we're going to go through each of the fixtures. I think I sent you across a clip of those uh, clip of those earlier, or a picture of the ones we yeah. need to get the lists from. So you should have that one, yeah? Um, and then uh, so we've got Chelsea Palace, Everton, Brighton, Leeds City, Newcastle, Burnley and so on. I'll, I'll give you my prediction for the first game. Will will go second, Tom will go third. And then Will will go first, Tom will go second, I'll go third. And we'll rotate through. Um, and we'll go from that. So I'm going to kick off with... Uh, Chelsea against Crystal Palace. Uh, I think that if Chelsea are to be taken seriously for the top four this season, they have to win this game. Uh, they have had an absolute disaster of a start to the season by Chelsea's accounts. I know they've got four points. They didn't play well against Brighton. They got absolutely demolished at Anfield. And then they just managed to bag a point at West Brom. Yesterday, Chelsea have to win and there's starting to be a little bit of pressure already uh, just with the amount of money spent by Chelsea over the course of the summer. So uh, I've gone for a 2-1 Chelsea win. I think Palace might be a little bit wounded by the Everton result that they uh, they picked up yesterday. I'm kind of uh, banking on, on a big performance from some of Chelsea's new boys. So I've gone 2-1 Chelsea. Uh, Will, what have you got? Yeah, so I think Chelsea have got to click at some point. And I feel Palace can't sustain how well they've been playing. So I went 3-1 to Chelsea. 3-1. Okay, cool. Tom? Um, I've gone with a 2-0 Chelsea. 2-0 Chelsea, yeah. You don't think Palace will get a goal, no? Palace, after that Everton game, I think fuming. They're absolutely fuming. I think I think Chelsea will bounce back okay. after the rest of the game, are we? It can be uh, can be a bit derailing, can't it? When uh, you you lose in the manner that they did there with that penalty, it might take them a little while to get back in their rhythm. So I see why you've gone two 0 there. No worries. Uh, Will coming to you next for Everton Brighton at Goodison Park. Yeah. So as we've been talking about, I think Everton are doing really well. But then I've been quite impressed with how Brighton have been doing. So I've just gone two one Everton. Two one. Okay. Tom. I'm going to the same two and Everton. Okay. And have that ability to score goals. Yeah. Everton just have the better players, in my opinion, with Calvin Lewin, Rodriguez, Allen, Richardson. Well, that makes a full house. I've also gone 2 1 Everton in that game. So, uh, no, no uh, we're either all getting points there or none of us are. So, that's an interesting one there. Right, Tom, you're up next for uh, a saucy one Leeds Man City at Ellen Road. I personally think Leeds will give Man City a good game. They play the exact same play style with possession. Yeah. I'm going to go with a 3-2 Man City. 3-2 Man City. 
to be fine. Uh, I also thought this was going to be an ambitious, ambitious scoreline. I did, certainly didn't expect anybody else to pick this scoreline, um, but Tom has. Uh, I also think it's going to be 3-2 Man City. I think there's going to be goals everywhere in this game. Um, City need to win. I think City have probably got a little bit too much about them for Leeds. Uh, they'll be wounded after this week. They usually come back after getting beat and run riot against someone. Um, and I just think this might be another occasion where you get another game like Leeds had Liverpool in the opening game where both teams very capable of scoring goals. Um, but Man City might just have a little bit more quality about them. So I've gone for a 3-2 Man City win. Will, have you gone for something a little bit more conservative or what, what have you gone for? <laughs> Definitely not conservative. I've gone for goals as well. Okay. Slightly different to you two. I'm going 4-1 City. Because I feel like they need to make a statement. Yeah. And this is the game to do it. Fair enough. Okay. So we're all saying saying five goals in this game. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Newcastle Burnley. Tough one to predict this. I think this was probably, along with uh, Manchester United Spurs coming up in a bit, Newcastle Burnley was a tough one to call. Um, I've gone for a one nil Newcastle win. I think Burnley are in trouble at the moment. I think they're very depleted on resources. Newcastle getting a point today at Spurs will lift them massively. They weren't great at home last week, but they were very good against West Ham in the opening week. So I'm kind of backing Newcastle to uh, to get one over Burnley here. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's probably going to be a scrappy game and one goal nicks it. So I've gone 1-0 Newcastle. Um, Will, what have you got? I had similar thinking that the game today is going to help Newcastle, but I'd had 2-1 to Newcastle. Okay. Tom? I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. 1-1, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Which means we're coming to you next, Will. For Leicester West Ham, what's the uh, what's the verdict here? Considering West Ham are now three 0 up against uh, Wolves. <laughs> well, I had done this score before this even happened, but I still think Leicester will have too much for them. Yeah. Um. So I've gone three one Leicester. Three one. Yeah. Okay. Tom, what have you got here, mate? I've gone with a two 0 Leicester. Leicester is so good at the moment. West Ham that win, they might get some confidence from the next game, but Leicester at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I've also gone 2 0 Leicester. Uh, so that wraps that one up pretty much for the same reasons as you've both, uh, both given. So uh, looking, forward to, looking forward to seeing if that one comes off. Uh, Southampton, West Brom is the next game, and we're coming to you, Tom, for this one first. I think it's going to be. 2-1 Southampton. 2-1 Southampton. Uh, at the risk of sounding like a broken record. Got that one right, didn't I, Charlie? Um, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, I've also gone 2-1 Southampton in this game. I think uh, West Brom proved that they've got some goals in them in the league against Chelsea. But uh, Southampton, I just feel like, are a very organised machine under um, their current manager. And I think that they are just going to have enough to get over the line against West Brom. Uh, Will, what have you got? Very similar, but I've gone for 3-1 to Southampton. Okay, cool. Um, Right, Arsenal-Sheffield United. 
and I have gone for a convincing Arsenal win here, unfortunately, um, which will not please uh, Greg, who was on last week's show, but I think Sheffield United are also in quite a bit of trouble at the moment. They need a, they need a striker big time. But I've gone for a three 0 Arsenal win here. Um, I think Arsenal potentially could need a result after coming off the back of what could be a defeat at Anfield. Um, or if they do get a result at Anfield, then they'll be buoyant and in the mood for a few goals here as well. So I've gone for a, a three nil home win. Uh, Will, what have you got? I'm still not convinced by Arsenal at all going forward, especially um, well and their defence. To be fair. So I think they're going to scrape a 2-1, similar to how they did against West Ham recently. Okay, gone 2-1. Uh, Tom? I think it's going to be a 3-1 Arsenal. 3-1, okay, that's good. We've all got different scores there as well. Uh, Will, coming to you next for Wolves against Fulham. Right, so even before the Wolves game that's going on now, I'm still going to stick to what I said and go 4-0 to Wolves. 4-0, wow. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, Tom, what have you got here? I'm gonna go with three one wolves. Three one wolves. Hippenes, oh. he's, he's good. He's very good. Jimenez. And Mitrovic, Mitrovic will score. Okay, okay. definitely. Uh, I've I've gonna meet you in the middle. I've got three nil as as my scoreline. <laughs> um, so I'm not going quite as ambitious as as Will, and I'm going a little bit more ambitious than Tom. But uh, I'm, I'm going 3-0. I can't see... Uh, to be fair, I didn't think I, I could see Wolves getting beat tonight. even in the, uh, Especially in the manner they are getting beat by. But uh, yeah, I think, I think Wolves will have just a little bit too much for Fulham. Uh, and then probably the tie of the weekend, I think it's fair to say. Um, we have uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Manchester United against Jose Mourinho's Spurs. Uh, tough for... Um, tough. Oh, it's just a tough game to call. All in all, um, it is a tough game to call. I think it is uh, Tom's turn to go first on this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with a two-two draw. Two-two draw. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I am gonna. Last week I backed Brighton against Manchester United, and it was it was. A bold prediction. Unfortunately, it unravelled. This week, I'm going to back Spurs against Manchester United, um, which might be an even bolder prediction given uh, given the situation. I'm going to go 1-0 Spurs. I think they're going to nick it. I, I really am not convinced by Manchester United in what I've seen so far. Um, we're needing penalties after the final whistle has gone to win games. People talk about the agenda against Man United. It's not, I'm going to make no secret of the fact that I'm not a massive Man United fan. But I, I just think that they have holes all over the pitch and really lacking any kind of drive. And the last time Spurs went to Manchester United, they pretty much played them off the park for the first 70 minutes and before Man United got back in the game. So I, I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to stick to my guns on this one and go 1-0 Spurs. Uh, Will, what have you got? So I'm going to go against both of you mm-hmm. and go for 2-1 to United because I feel like this is the kind of game they normally turn up for. Yeah. I feel like when it's a Spurs and Arsenal or Chelsea, they actually played. They did quite well against Man City last season as well, to be fair. So I'm hoping. And it'll go against both of you as well, so get maximum points. Yeah. 
Well, do you know what? You're sounding like there's a lot of logic behind Will's predictions. Tom and I <laughs> tend to predict from our guts here. We're, we're pulling out fixtures like there's going to be goals galore and Will's calculated in what he's saying. But, you know, who knows? Emotion sometimes wins the day. Uh, and I'm going to round off with uh, with Aston Villa, Liverpool. It's my, my prediction on this one. I think Liverpool are going to win this game. Uh, predicting the exact score is difficult. Um, I can see a situation where Liverpool might even concede first and come back to win uh, Aston Villa. Certainly no mugs, but uh, I think Liverpool have just got a bit too much for them all over the pitch. So I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool on this occasion. Uh, Will, what have you got? Yeah, I just don't like Villa in attack. I don't think they offer a lot, so I've just gone 2-0 to Liverpool. Okay. And Tom, finishing off with you, mate? 3-1 Liverpool. 3-1, yeah, okay. Right, predictions locked in, chaps. Uh, What that's going to be is that we'll we'll keep an eye on those over the course of next week. Uh, This is where you get the opportunity to win some prizes for yourselves. Uh, Tom, if you win, you will uh, win a gifted sub to the channel. Will, if you win, you will win, I think you're a sub already, Will, if I memory recalls. Uh, if not, yeah, then you'll I, win I a gift. I got gifted the other day, to be fair. Yeah, fine. Lucky man. Uh, you'll win a, well, either of you got the choice out of a gifted sub or an Amazon gift card. Um, <laughs> other gift card services are available, but uh, you know, we'll go from, we'll go from there. So that's what you're playing for. Good luck, fellas. And uh, I don't really think there's too much more for us to cover this evening. It's been a pleasure having you both on. Uh, we've had it. We've covered quite a few bits and pieces, and uh, has been a bit of a full, full show. Um, just remind us where we can find you, Tom, outside of the podcast. Uh, Tom Greeny seven on Twitch and Tom Greeny five on Twitter. Okay, perfect. And Will? Yeah, on Twitch, Wilbur underscore games, and then Twitter games underscore Wilbur. Lovely. Right, fellas, uh, I think that is us done. Um, I'm just going to say thank you very much to everyone who's listened in for this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another episode of the FPL RTG. Um, thank you again to Will and Tom for being the, the guests on the episode this evening. The predictions are in. Feel free to catch up on any of the previous episodes. They're now all up on Spotify and other um, music streaming or podcast streaming sites, which can be found in the description on the Spotify link. Uh, head over to twitch.tv slash footsambo to catch all of the discussions in the middle of the week that we then summarise on the podcast. Um, Other than that, take care, and I'll see you next week on the FPL RTG. See you later.